0: Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit gets fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. Overcoming instead of being overcome. Not being overwhelmed, but being victorious. And uh, it's the spirit of faith that enables that to happen. Scripture said, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. The spirit of um, faith is the spirit of victory. It is the unconquerable spirit, the spirit of more than a conqueror. Uh, and it's not just knowing everything, it's the spirit of faith. Everybody say spirit of faith. Spirit, spirit of faith. Spirit of faith. I'm, I'm quoting scripture. That's not just a, an abstract phrase. The spirit of faith. Scripture talks about the spirit of fear. God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And whether you have a spirit of fear, which, which actually includes a spirit of timidity, uh, insecurities, are another word for fears. It's fear. Insecure. Timid. Fearful. All the way from slight dread. To full-blown panic. It's the same evil stuff. Fear. Just different degrees and measures of it. God didn't give it to us. Said out loud. God did not give me fear. God did not give fear. If he didn't give you fear... You shouldn't have it. You shouldn't let it stay on you and in you. You should actively resist it. When you sense it, when you feel it, you remember the twenty-third psalm. Say, said, uh, "Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me." Is it a choice not to fear? And uh, one thing the Lord taught me uh, early on in my walk with him, before I had even learned much about faith, he, he brought that, uh, there was something that was scaring me and bothering me. I'm talking about way, way back in the early part of my, my walk with him. And I didn't know what to do, how to respond or deal. And the Lord brought that to me because uh, I didn't know many scriptures, but I had learned that one. The 23rd Psalm. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And I didn't realize even what I was doing, but the Lord prompted me, just say that. I will fear no evil. I will fear no evil. I will fear no evil. So I begin to say that. And in doing that, what am I doing? I'm resisting fear. Instead of just giving place to it. Instead of just yielding to it. I'm actively... Resisting it, and there are times you and I need to speak right up, and address it, and say, "Fear, get out of here." <laughs> are y'all with me, class? Yes, Try it out. Say, Fear, "Fear, I resist you. I resist you. Leave me. Leave me. Fear, Fear get out of here. Get out of here. That's right." And you'll find when you do, somebody's already experiencing some change right now. You'll find when you do that, it changes the spiritual environment because uh, fear is a spirit, the spirit of fear. And you can have the spirit of fear about you, or you can have the bold, confident spirit of faith, which is the spirit of victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he said, We having that same spirit of faith, like it's written, I believed, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. The spirit of fear is evidenced by what you say. And what you're talking about, what you're afraid of, and how you're not going to make it, and how awful it is. The spirit of faith is evidenced by what you say, how confident you are in your God to sustain you and keep you and protect you and heal you. Everybody say, "I'm making it. I'm, making it. I'm coming through. I'm We're, going We're going over big for the Lord. For the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah." Can you hear the note of victory? in the spirit of faith. The spirit of faith is the spirit of victory. Get your Bible, get something to make a note with. Come on into the classroom with us and let's let's fuel that spirit of victory some more. Let's let's fuel that faith some more. Father, we are so thankful that you have uh, uh, administered to every one of us a measure of faith. And we have in us a measure of the God-kind, God-quality of faith. And if we will feed it and nourish it and yield to it and use it, it will grow. And so, Lord, we are asking you, feed our faith today. Nourish us up in the anointed words that do so. Give us answers and show us what to do. And we give you the praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Look with me, please, in Acts, the uh, 28th chapter again. We have been studying for several uh, classes now on the healing of Publius' father. Uh, On yesterday's class, we went into some detail about how they got through that terrible storm that resulted in them being shipwrecked on this little island called Melita. It's the island of Malta. It's what it's called today, off the southern coast of uh, Italy. It's still there. In fact, like we said a few classes back, that uh, there's still a place there called St. Paul's Bay, <laughs> uh, in in remembrance of uh, that he was there those many years ago. But they, uh, by word from the angel, had faith and expected to make it, and they did. When they all swam to shore, some on boards and pieces of the ship, it said, and they all made it, chapter 28, verse 1. When they were escaped, uh, they knew that the island was called Melita or Malta. And the barbarous people showed us no little kindness, for they kindled a fire and received us every one because of the present rain and because of the cold. Now we touched on this yesterday, but I believe it'll bear more uh, consideration, and that is the element of hospitality in this healing account, how they actually invited in Paul and the Word and the healing and miracles that accompany that. I've seen this, and we've been in the ministry now for over 40 years, and in going to different places and even starting churches, and starting works, and doing meetings, and that kind of thing, you see uh, such a difference in where people want you there, or they don't care, or they don't want you there. Uh, This is a big, big issue. We are not able to just push ourselves off on somebody ministerially, or church-wise, And the Lord didn't tell us to do that. What he does is offer. (laughs) He he offers and he invites. And if you say, I don't believe in all that, I don't have time for all that, then you just made the worst decision of your life. Uh, The scripture reads like this, it said people who did that judged themselves unworthy of eternal life. Ooh, what a phrase! Right? They they didn't know what they're turning down, what they are rejecting. But the people that uh, that do appreciate it, it allows a flow and a manifestation of the Holy Spirit immediately. Uh, This is worth talking about. Let's look at this in Scripture. I want you to have a good foundation for what we're talking about. Um, in uh, Matthew, well, let, let, me, let me start first of all in John. In John 13, 20, you don't have to turn to these. You can just listen. They'll put it on our, our amazing uh, chalkboard that writes by itself. <laughs> it's kind of high tech for 40s classroom, right? In John thirteen twenty, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say to you, He that receives whomever I send receives me. And he that receives me receives him that sent me. The Lord is very big on delegation. And this is something many have not understood that how you're treating his messengers, he takes personally. Do you remember when Saul, who later became Paul, that we're reading about in the book of Acts, before he got saved, he was rough on the church, man. He went everywhere, hauling men and women to jail. He tried to destroy this young church, this Christian church. And he met the Lord on the road to Damascus. You remember that? A bright light shining around about him. And uh, what the Lord said to him is, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Do you hear the language? He didn't say, why are you bothering my people? Why are you persecuting my Christians, my church? I'm, I'm sure Paul had no idea he was doing anything personally against Jesus. And yet, that's exactly how Jesus took it. That's exactly how he described it. He said, why are you doing this against me? Why are you persecuting me? You'll see this happen in the Old Testament uh, with Moses and Aaron. It said the uh, the people would murmur or complain against Moses and Aaron. And then the Lord would say, I hear you're complaining that you complain against me. <laughs> and I'm sure they're thinking, No, no, Lord, we're talking about Moses. We don't have a problem with you. He said, oh, yeah, you got a problem with me. Why? Because he sent Moses. Mm -hmm. Come on, can you see this class? He chose, if you remember, Moses didn't want to go. When he he called him back in Egypt and he called him back at that uh, burning, after that, the burning bush and said, I'm going to send you to Egypt. Uh, Moses tried to talk him out of it. It wasn't Moses' idea. But since he is chosen by God, he is sent by God, he's got God's words in his mouth that he's speaking, when you say, I don't like Moses, I don't like what he's got to say, I don't I don't want I'm not gonna follow this guy, God takes it personally. How could he take it any other way? Because Moses didn't send himself, didn't choose himself, he he didn't make up these words that he's saying. So That's why the Lord said, if you receive me, or who I send rather, then you receive me. And if you receive me, you receive the one who sent me too, the Father. Um, In in Matthew the 10th chapter, I want you to notice this, and this, this ties in with what we're about to see. Matthew 10 and 12, the Lord said, when you come to a house, salute it or greet it. And if the house be worthy... Let your peace come on it. But if it be not worthy, let your peace return to you. You'll notice in the epistles, oftentimes uh, they start out with grace and peace to you in our Lord Jesus. That's not just a howdy, <laughs> how you do it. Uh uh. It is a ministry of something tangible and real in the Spirit. He's ministering peace to you and grace to you. Now, So that's what he told them to do even back when he sent out the 12 and he sent out the 70. He said, when you come into a place, you say, peace to this place. That's not just a high. It's ministering something. And he said, if a, um, a son of peace or somebody's worthy of it, then it that peace will come on that house. But if not, it'll come back to you. Can you see something real is going on here? Yes. Something is being ministered and either received and accepted or not received, and in that case it returns back to where it, it was sent from. And so he said he went on he went further to say Matthew 10, 14, and whoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words, when you depart out of that house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. Now, one reason I wanted to read this is because this word shake off is similar to the phrase that Paul shook off this serpent. That's what we've, we studied about earlier. And we're about to look at it again. But Paul just shook off this serpent. Well, like I said, if you look up the words, uh, it's actually the same in the English here. Shake off the dust from your feet of those who don't receive it. Now, why would you do that? And what does that mean? Can you see it's all about respect and receiving, or disrespect and rejecting. He's, uh, uh, he's sending the message. He's confirming his word with signs following and healings and miracles. And if people uh, are honest of heart and show respect and receive it, then that peace will be theirs from now on. Those results will continue in their life if they don't then they have missed the opportunity of their lives and the anointing will not stay on them. It'll come back to those that tried to minister it. And he said, when you leave there, if they shut you down and they won't hear it, then you just say, okay, uh, you know, we tried. It's not on our hands. Now, some have, don't, don't like that. They, they think, well, I, that, that seems harsh. Is Jesus right or is Jesus wrong? Is the word right or is it not? No, uh, this is how it works. Those that honor him, those that respect him, they will be honored. They'll be honored with his presence. They'll be honored with his healings and his things. This is one of the biggest reasons why there are not manifestations of the Spirit. In many churches and ministries today, why there are no healings manifest or deliverances, uh, why there's not uh, financial miracles happening in churches, why? They don't respect the word, they don't respect the message. They fight people like us that endeavor to preach scriptures on abundance or healing. They scoff and mock and say that that's, you know, uh, uh, even a cult or or, you know, they're off on some tangent. Well, you are not going to be bothered by something that you criticize and that you reject. You know, if you uh, don't preach healing and you don't respect healing, you won't have any healing. And if you mock and make fun, uh, I know we, uh, we've we had people, you know, write ugly things uh, about us in the paper and, and say negative things to us about uh, us believing that God is a God of abundance and that He wants you to have something. And we were just ministering to some people just the other day that were in need. And and they just cried and said, oh, you don't know how badly we needed this. And when they walked away, I, I said to Phyllis, I said, these people fighting the message of abundance, that's what they're fighting. Mm-hmm. That's what they're against. Because if we didn't have extra, we couldn't do that. Yeah. Are y'all with me, class? Yes, sir. But And there are people, they don't realize what they're doing. But in, the, see, they wouldn't think, uh, well, you know, I, I love the Lord. He and I are like this. Yeah, but if you're talking about me bad, and he sent me to preach abundance, then he's going to take that personally, mm-hmm. that you rejected him or part of what he has done. Mm-hmm. And if somebody else is preaching healing, and, and he sent them to do it, And you mock them and make fun of it and reject it. You just made fun of the Lord himself. You just rejected his word. You disrespected his word. No, uh, at the very least, if you're not sure, be quiet. (laughs) Right? Keep your mouth shut and, and, and study it and find out. And don't just listen to what other people say about what they think about what somebody said about somebody. Get in the word for yourself. Is it really there? Is it in the scripture? Just because your church didn't preach it doesn't mean it's not Bible. Things have been lost through the generations. People have, you know, let parts of the word and parts of the gospel go. I I'm not claiming we've got it all. But what I have what we do see, we preach. Amen. and we want more. <laughs> we, we want to see everything we can see and know and do, the, the last thing I want to do is disrespect the Lord. How about you? I, oh, Lord, help me, not to either ignorantly or especially knowingly. say anything disrespectful about what is you and your word and your ministers those you've called, those you've sent, what you're doing. And that's why many times, even if something seems odd or strange to me, I'll say, well, I don't know. I don't know what the Lord told him. I don't know. Right? So I, I don't have to form an opinion. But if it's in the Bible, whether I've ever experienced it or understand it or not, I'm for it. Right? If it's in the Bible, hey, that's it. Everything else we, we measure it by the Word of God. Notice in, in Matthew uh, 25, and you don't have to turn there. They'll put it on the, on the screen. Matthew twenty-five, thirty-five. Twenty-five, thirty-five, We referenced this, I believe, yesterday, but we'll, let's read it. Jesus said this, I was hungered, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, And you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. And the righteous that did these things, they will answer and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and fed you? Or when did we see you thirsty and and gave you to drink? Or when did we see you, Lord, a stranger, and took you in? Or you were naked and clothed you? Or we saw you sick or in prison and came to you? And the king will answer and say, Verily I say to you, inasmuch as you have done it unto the least of these my brethren, you have done it to me. it do us well to keep this in mind. Right? Because so many things that people are doing, they're speaking against ministers, against churches, Against ministries, against brothers and sisters. And if the Lord sent them and told them to do something, you are speaking against Him, against the Lord Himself. We don't want to, everybody sit out loud, Lord, I don't want to do that. Help me to be aware and never speak against those you have called, you have chosen, you have sent and therefore not speak against you. you. Hallelujah. 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 So can you see that uh, in them receiving uh, Paul and the bunch that are with him graciously, and the scripture said, uh, no small kindness, like we said, that could be translated extraordinary kindness. I mean, they rolled out the welcome mat. To these guys. And they built a big fire. And they're trying to warm them up. The Lord Jesus. Took that personally. And the next thing you know. He's healing their sick. On the island. Come on can you see that. That, That's how it works. That's how it works. You minister to his. He's going to be ministering to yours. You honor him. He's going to honor you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You receive those he sent, he, he, he takes it personally, like you did it for him personally. Hospitality is not just a nice social gesture. We are instructed in the scriptures, uh, even in, in Hebrews, he said, uh, be careful to entertain strangers for some have entertained angels, unawares, without realizing it, without knowing it. I want you to, to notice the rest of this. As, as they came, said these barbarous people, unsophisticated, uneducated people. I'd rather be kind than educated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about you? Yes, hey, you're, you're, you're a better person. Being an intellectual, being a genius does not make you a good person or a happy person. And that's fine to develop your mind. Learn what you can and grow. But some people think that's all there is to it because I'm, I'm smart, I'm superior to you. Well, if you really were smart, you wouldn't be treating people like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'd know it's going to wind up bad for you. You're going to die lonely. <laughs> I'd rather be kind even than smart. Because love never fails. But you can be both. So they, they showed us no little kindness. They kindled a fire. They received us every one because of the present rain and because of the cold. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. And when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hang on his hand, they said among themselves, No doubt, this man's a murderer, whom though he has escaped the sea, vengeance suffers not to live. And he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. Like we said, when bad things, unexpected things happen, it'll either shake you up or by faith you'll shake it off. And that's what he did. He he shook it off. I I like what uh, Paul said at one point in the book of Acts. He said, uh, none of these things move me. Don't you like that phrase? He had a lot of stuff going on, but he said, none of them move me. Was it shaking him up? We can see right here. What did he do? He just got bit by a killer of a viper. He just shakes it off and then, I guess, remains calm. Sits there by the fire. Talks to other people. He doesn't run around and scream and yell and freak out. Didn't move him. I said it didn't move him. The shipwreck didn't move him. Huh? Typhoon didn't move him. Snakebite didn't move him. I guess he's unmoved. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> said out loud, class, none of these things. None of these things. Move me. Move me. I'm standing, I'm standing. On, the on the solid rock of thus saith the Lord. Saith the Lord. He is my victory. He is my victory. Ooh, glory to God. It's wonderful in this topsy-turvy, turbulent world we live in to be standing on something solid and not be moved by everything that's coming down the pike. Well, that's it, our time's up again today. As you can see, there's more to talk about, and one of these times we've got to talk about Publius' father getting healed. Come on back, and we'll see you soon here in Faith School. I've got victory living inside Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website, or call us at 941-702-7390.